coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. <laughs> it's called a segue. <laughs> I kind of miss the uh, old uh, microphone you used to have, Chris, where you'd like play the banjo on it and yeah. ding, ding, and that really impressed Knox a lot. I miss that. Yeah. I the, miss spring the, accord, the spring accord. The spring accord. Boing, 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 boing. And he would just give you that look. Stop it. Steam rolling from his ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the smoke. I'm just gonna say it wasn't steam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Brews Booze Reviews, a childish, a childish podcast. podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host Knox. With me today is Big Earn and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know I was bilingual. Nope. <laughs> you could speak squat a Scotch bottle. That's right. Nice. And we have special guests with us today, Holly and Tucker. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. Is that your first and last name, Holly? Holly, Holly and Tucker. Holly Am Tucker. That's her first like middle a, and last name. I like it. Mid 70s, like country singer. Yeah, yeah that's right. She wrote uh, Yellow Rose of Texas. Ah. Yep. That's gotcha. right. Yeah, You're don't, making that up. All of it. <laughs> Every fucking thing is made up. <laughs> so, don't forget, uh, Holly it wouldn't be an episode Tucker. if something yeah. wasn't made up. Yep. Oh, what a <laughs> hell of a day in the simulation. <laughs> oh, he said the thing. He said the thing. Oh, oh. Yeah, so we have Gurney's nephew here today, Tucker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while since you've been on a show. Yes. I'm too busy being a family guy. Yeah, that's Ooh, me. What? Which character? Guilty as charged. Uh, father figure. In <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that character from the show, but it's been a while. <laughs> Stewie, Lois, father figure. The dog. All, all the classics. Oh, Stewie Griffin, yeah, fuck. Okay. Anyways, yes. So you, you are, uh, yeah, you're going to be a father coming up now. Yes, we are. Recent expecting. news. Congratulations. Well, actually, technically, in the eyes of God, you are a father now because I thought there was only one father already in. Conception. I don't know. I didn't read that book. Darth I Vader. Is the only <laughs> <laughs> He's the only father I want. I just found out that Vader is uh, what German for father. Darth, so Darth father. So dark father. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening. Vader was a WWE wrestler back in the day, too. Vader? Yeah. Yeah. That was the big van, though. Right. Yep. The E was silent. <laughs> Get in the van. What the fuck's happening? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in all the, we uh, the bad fucking... jokes I can today because yeah, you this fucking... is about it. Yeah. We're almost done. He only gets one. Yes, this is our second to last scheduled episode. Um, we're finishing up our Scotch series today. Uh, so this is Scotch part five, even though we've done um, four, probably seven other episodes that include Scotch before this. But, yeah, we're just bad with numbers, it turns out. So, yeah. so we, well, we did the intro, and then we did our, then we started doing the regions, and this is yeah. our fourth region that we've done because we did Cameltown, we've done Highlands, we did, we did Cameltown, we did Cameltown Lowlands. Cameltown. <laughs> that was the last one. And then That's we did, where you find it, right? In the yeah. Lowlands. <laughs> and then we did uh, Islas, then we did Speysides, and then High uh, Highlands. Um, so this is our fifth region specific episode about scotches. We've also did an episode called Game of Throats. Yes. And that was uh, the Game of Thrones uh, specific scotches that we'd had on that episode. And we did an intro to scotch. I like how you pointed to where they used to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they used to be over there. Yeah, I took them down. <laughs> just, <laughs> point, so, just pointing at a hole in the wall. Pointless to have glass sitting in front of sound absorbing material. It just kind of defeats the fucking purpose of it. So I had uh, I chucked them out. So, let's go there. Yeah, have you guys done anything lately? <laughs> nope, move on. Nope, next. <laughs> nope. Flush the format. A lot of birthdays coming up are actually passed by the time this is listened to. So, happy birthday, Ann and Mel and Holly. Your birthday is on Tuesday. My birthday is on Tuesday. Happy birthday on Tuesday, Thank but you. not a minute not fucking Tuesday. before. <laughs> or after. I'll, I'll take it I, hope, I hope everything surrounding it's miserable. Just have a so, happy birthday. Well, thank happy you, Chris. I really fucking appreciate that. I do what I can. See, I'm a, I'm a caring motherfucker. 
Stick to your ducks. Yep, you duck nurture. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Cayuga. Oh, yeah. So Holly's happy. She's not going to be a dirty whore anymore. No, I am not yep. going to be N44. Yep. If most of you don't know, that's okay. just uh, one of our bingo references. Bingo monkeys. Yeah. But I'll be 45 if you didn't know math. Nice. Good yeah. work. Good Thank hustle you. out there. Yep. You made it long enough. It'll be a new chapter. No. Yep. She was born in 77 like me. Good year. Well, yep. there's more math. Yep. So, and then it's Dee's birthday, and then it's Shannon's Shannon, birthday. Shannon, yeah, my wife's birthday's on the 18th. She'll my be sis- My sister's 21. birthday is the 16th. Yep. She'll be 21. Yep. She still looks 21. Yeah, my wow, wife will be 21. you're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I gave her a drink once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. No. I'm uh, telling. No, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I was going to give her a specific year, a very important year birthday. Oh, yeah. Uh, right when pandemic hit. So two years later, I'm having to do that, uh, uh, gift, uh, for the 50th. <laughs> I didn't say it, but yeah, no, she's, uh, I'm taking her to Nashville for a week. <gasps> yeah. Oh I thought that my. was, yeah. yeah I'm going to say fun. hi to, go to say hi to John Naram and Paula Kushensky before they get hitched ah. and hang out with them and, uh, enjoy the Nashville scenery. going to go to uh Yazoo brewery. I think is what it's called or Wazoo. That sounds like a really I have good a whole time. fucking list here. That sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, let's well, see. Well, somebody made it up. Yeah, I'm it's uh, Yazoo jokes. Brewery. We're going to try the Broadway pub crawl. Um, going to check out the Grand Ole Opry, maybe do the Ryman tour. I know Shannon specifically wants to go to the Bluebird. We're thinking about Printer's Alley, maybe doing the Big Machine Distilled Guided Tour. Uh, hit it, Rudy's Jazz Club. Those are all things I was told to go check out in Nashville by and my you're friends. you on a week. Five days. Yeah, we're leaving 26, coming back on the 31st. Be wow. Good, probably be a good time. Fucking hotels were like 1100 plus dollars. But I'm only 0.6 miles from downtown, so I can, so can Uber everywhere. Yeah. It'll be cheap. Cheaper than renting a car, I think. Or walk. So yeah, you want to talk about scotch, huh? Yes. Is that a thing? Scotch. Yes. Do you guys mind? Uh, so we saved islands for last because it's not really a region. You know, it's not uh, really technically recognized. It's literally all over the map. Yeah. Of where, so, where Scotland is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scotland's an island, isn't it? We're not going to get that argument twice in one episode. I'm going to fist fight you in the face. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. So you have like the Orkney Islands, which are way north. Um, Isle of Lewis, which is to the northwest. Uh, uh, just off to of the, the Isle west of is Jerry. Isle of Skye. Shh. <laughs> Just tell me when I get my one, okay? Uh, yeah, no, you're doing so bad so far. Um, Isle of Mull, and then like Jura and from, from Night Court. Isle, of, yep. <laughs> it's Martin Mull. I don't even have my fucking soundboard pulled up. <laughs> That's all we'd be hearing right now. Boom. You have uh, Jura, which is kind of in between like the Lowlands and uh, the Islas, and then Isle of Arran, which is in between Cameltown and Lowlands. So, I mean, they're all over the fucking place. A lot of people just kind of think uh, of them as Highland Scotches, though. Um, but with them being all over the place... It imparts a lot of different types of flavors. So really, this is almost like an intro to scotch because we're going to have a lot of different flavors, profiles that are going to be hit. Some of them have zero peat, and some of them have more than that. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That's, yeah. So More math. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of cool that, you know, that we're going to finish off on each other. Or on uh, <laughs> each other's chest? Are we going to finish? That's right, we are. As long as we play our cards right. It's a card game about coming. <laughs> <laughs> what time was that pizza going to get done? <laughs> uh, in about three minutes. Yep, okay, three minutes. sorry. Yep. Okay, so I legitimately have a question. Yes. Chris, so I could see being, kind of having some scotches doing this uh, podcast over the last few years, that the way up north islands... Yeah. Um, might taste a lot different than the ones that are way down close to the... Right. So isn't the lowlands would be more of the peaty? Typically, but... But, and there's some islands that are pretty damn close down there. Right. So, I mean, like with these Orkney Islands, we have two that we'll be tasting today, uh, which are Highland Park and Scapa. Now, Scapa we're going to start with because there's no mention of peat in it. Um, But Highland Park, fourth to last... 
mentions peat. So even on that same island, some of them are going to be peated, uh, some aren't. So, But there are the only two distilleries up there anyway. And then, uh, yeah, the other ones that we're going to be touching on too is uh, Aran Malt, 16-year. Uh, Certainly uh, no peat in that, but yeah, the Jura, the Highland Park, and Talisker are all going to be peaty. Wonderful. So I'm so <laughs> fucking excited. It's going to have a wide range, yeah. variety of today's tastings. So we're going to go, uh, hopefully, you know, I've never tried any of these. Well, I, I have had a couple, like, but long, 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 long time ago. So hopefully we're going from sweet to smoky today. So you tried some cork, though, yesterday, right? A little bit. We'll yeah. get to that. Probably and we, next. And uh, because it's our final scotch episode, we are sipping on, as a sidecar beer, Fargo Brewing Company's Stone's Throw Scottish Ale. But Tucker and Holly are sipping on Drecker's Iron Maiden Milk Stout. For now. For now. Mm. This, this smells pretty good. Well, let's talk about that. So, uh, Scapa, the Orcadian, what island is this? Orkney Islands. I think this is the only, the only thing they do is this. Scapa, the accordion? Yep, the accordion. Is that, ah, that's where accordions came from. True story. Uh, what you do is uh, pressurize a bottle of whiskey and it turns into an accordion after 12,000 years. Ah, like coal into a diamond. That's right. Sweet fucking idiots. So this is the... <laughs> The Skirin, the old, uh, old Norse glittering bright skies, right? Sure. So we call Skirin the honeyed tropical one because of its smooth, creamy sweetness with a hint of tropical fruit, citrus, and coastal heather. It is exclusively matured in first fill American oak casks, selected by Scapa artisans. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that specific thing now or the next bottle? Uh, he's still reading it, I can tell, because he's moving his lips. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're tasting shit, right? Mm. Yeah, maybe I get a lot of stuff, but I can't pinpoint what it is. Maybe some a, honey in there, <clears throat> some sort of sweetness. Right, it's fruit. just like fruit and honey immediately. I get a I don't little know banana. Fruit. You guys smell that? I don't get bananas. Bananas. I smell banana right away. Yeah. I let it sit for a minute after I swirled her. Uh, yes, it has very nice legs. It's uh, very oily in my observation. Not a, uh, kind of a lighter color, I would say. Not very caramely and dark. That's all I got. Those, those, all, sound, those sound all true. <laughs> so, for some reason, maybe it's my mind is trying to search for it, but I don't get, and I probably shouldn't get, any peat on this, right? I don't. No. Okay. Just kind of honey, fruit, sweetness. Banana, maybe. It's delicious. Allegedly. It is very delicious. I feel like if you brought this to a party with a bunch of non-Scotch people, they would not hate it as much as they would normally hate Scotch. Yeah, some people, man. Yeah, people. Fucking right? hate non-Scotch. There's so much fucking to taste in it. but So this is 40%. Correct. It's got some heat. It's got a little then, heat, not uh, bad. Coats my tongue nicely. I, I just get kind of probably honey fruit again. Honey fruit? That was specifically a sorbet on fire or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard. I don't pick out a lot of different flavors. It's just like, this is just real sweet, real nice, real easy to drink. Ooh, oh. that is nice. It could almost be a dessert. Yeah, it is just like First a thing fruity. you have when you wake up, first thing you have when you go to bed. A honey fruity. <laughs> Everything you drink in between. It's in your cup holder. That is really vehicle. nice. That to me is uh, very reminiscent of a Highland type of scotch. Mm -hmm. Just nice and sweet and smooth as far as like how it coats the tongue and it's not too, it doesn't, it's not astringent on the way down. I mean, there's a little bit on the bottom of your esophagus, but I mean for, what is it? A 40%? Correct. You, you can't even tell hardly. This I actually get a little burn on it. Yeah. I mean, but it's not like slap you in the face, make you shut an eye and whoosh, burn. It's just a, oh yeah, there's a little, it's like eating a chili that just kind of slightly creeps up on you, the little burn. Well, it's almost like they put fucking alcohol in it, you <laughs> shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm what the purpose? fuck are you expecting? Like, no, I, I'm no if it. I get any sort of heat at all. See, I'm going to be mad the whole fucking day, aren't I? <laughs> Good Christ. So their tasting notes on the on their website is uh, delicate scented floral flavors with a hint of fresh pear in the nose, sweet and fruity pineapple notes with the citrus tang. And for taste, it got smooth and sweet. Yeah. Ripe honeydew melon slices, bursts of fruity pear and lemon sorbet. Sherbet. Sherbet. That's sherbet. Yeah, that's sorry. my line. Finish long, refreshing. Sherbert. Simmer, simmering. Something. I can't read it. It's too too big. <laughs> big shimmering big sweet word. <laughs> I skip. <laughs> is, that, is that my one? That's your one. That's your one. All right. You can retire see, now. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me no like big word. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nice. I like it. I do get some of that citrusy notes in the finish. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I don't know. I took some water and let it sit for a little bit and I could really taste the florals after that. Oh, going back to it when I was bringing the glass up to my lips again for this last taste, I, I the nose is like a lot of pear. I, I get a lot of pear when I'm bringing it up for that final nose. Yeah, I just get sweet fruit, citrus. Like I, I said, it's really hard to pick out sweet. something specific in there, but I think Chris, you also said that. Yeah. I, I said that on the aromas. Like I, it's like honey and some sort of fruits. There's sweetness in there. It says here that it's a honeyed single malt whiskey. What does that mean? Huh. Well, I know that we're going to talk about Heather Honey at some point in this episode today. Well, we might as well right now. Okay. So let's do that. Before you want to do it. After rate or before we rate? Yep. Either way. All right. So heather honey is made from nectar collected from the tiny purple bell-shaped flower of the common heather plant. So named because of its domination. Uh, what's its? Conolingus? <laughs> That's what it Vulgaris? Like. <laughs> Coluna vulgaris. So named because of its domination of many areas of heath and boglands, also known as ling heather. <laughs> so yeah. That's... That's the specific I honey more, that you're... That's I have more questions honey now than I did before. So Ling Heather takes its name from the ancient Greek meaning broom as heather bows were often tied together and used for sweeping. It is a low-growing evergreen native of Europe with a liking for dry acidic soils. Ah, me too. Interesting. In Ireland, Ling Heather is found primarily in our hills and boglands. However, open heather moorlands are common in Scotland, which count for more than 60% of the Earth's heather moorland. With the rest found in Western Europe. That's that's enough information. Okay. Just being honest. Slam on those brakes. Yeah, I stopped. Yeah. I stopped paying attention a while. No, I like I like that okay. it had the Scotland part. I, that's I what liked, I. I liked the to, part. To, I was to. reading a part up so, there a little bit that said something about the farmers burning. Yeah. If you scroll up, I don't know. Uh, I'll, let's do this. Common heather flowers in the late August and early September, and where it lives, there's often nothing else much for bees to feed on. The beehives cannot be left in the heather all year round, or the bees would starve. Starve. So this means so it's that a good uh, Weight Watcher kind of food. Yeah, you're watching what you. This means that heather honey is produced. Man, I'm going to take that joke back. <laughs> that this means that heather honey is produced by a sort of nomadic beekeeping husbandry, where bees spend the summer at home in apiaries in the lowlands, happily producing honey from summer flowering plants in the relative warmth. But when the summer flowers approach the end of their season, the beehives go into a natural decline as the queen stops laying. Bitch. <laughs> the, beekeeper, the beekeeper has to stop this decline because this is the very time at which the heather begins to flower. He does this by introducing a new queen bee at the end of June, which stimulates growth of the hive again and should provide a good strong stock fit for the rigors of collecting the nectar from the heather by August. Then in mid-August, the fun really begins. Ooh, suspense. Yeah. So that's basically what Heather Honey is. So what do you take out like an ad in the paper? Looking for the next queen bee. I mean, how, how do you go get another queen bee? Are they just sold on the open market? You have to jump all the way to the end of the board. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, like in checkers. Oh, shit. I thought that was you get kinged. <laughs> ah, crap. Ah. All right. Well, depends on who you're playing with. Let's uh, let's rate this Scapa 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 the Orcadian uh, Skirin single malt Scotch whiskey. 
out of five. Um, I would give this one probably a 4.25. 4.5. I would like to be able to pick more things out of it. It's really good. Not terribly complex, but it's really tasty. Um, four. I'll mm-hmm. give it a four. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. So the average for the Arcadian Scapa is 4.25. All right, moving on to this next one. This is the Aaron, Aaron, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, uh, single yeah, malt scotch whiskey aged 16 years. So in 1840, the original Lag Distillery, operating on the site of a former flax mill in the village of Lag on the southern tip of the Isle of Aaron, or Aaron closes doors due to poor management. Difficulties with transportation. Just like us. And competition from larger mainland distilleries. 1993, the search began on the Isle of Aaron to find the perfect site for the new distillery on the island. La Carranza was eventually settled upon as the water there was of such high quality. Aaron. What is it? Aaron. Okay. Aaron. Gotcha. The super slow version. I like that one better. 1984, we revived the tradition where we built our new distillery in La Cranza at the north end of the island. Building work started on the distillery on 16th of December. So, uh, what is it about this whiskey there, Chris? What can you tell us about the specific whiskey here? Yeah, well here, the limited edition release of the Aaron malt at 16 years old has been produced from unpeated malted barley and matured in a combination of the finest ex-bourbon and ex-sherry casks. Uh, this whiskey has not been artificially colored and has not been chill filtered at bottling, thus retaining the full range of aromas and flavors which, typic- which typify this unique island single malt. Only 9,000 bottles of the Aaron 16 year have been released worldwide. Are we lucky? You're fucking right, Jar. So, first thing I thought of is that I get a lot of pear on this aroma. I definitely smell honey. I would go with pear and honey, absolutely. This, again, unpeated, real sweet, like the Scapa, but I think... Uh, I think this is even a little sweeter. Sh- it's sharper. There's more vibrancy to this one. Honey colored. Maybe ginger. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I get a little I bit of that. Ju- something about Marianne, but that would have been horrible. Another bad joke. Yeah. Oh, geez. Typical. <laughs> I don't taste a whole lot, just that it's sweet and a little warm. I get a it's little... got a little heat to it, but again, it's not like overpowering. It's just like kind of creeps up on you and then just stays with you for a while. You get the black licorice on the back end. Some anise. <clears throat> like anise. No. Nephew. Um, nephew Tucker. Nephew. That one wasn't bad. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. We'll give you a quick. Yeah. Okay. But it is a little spicier yeah. as well. I mean, you still get... Uh, fruit lingering around, but yeah, I do spicy. get a little bit more of the fruit the second sip, and maybe a little bit of that um, my knees at the end or whatever. Anise. I don't know if I get a knees. Oh dang! I like it though. Good legs. It's ma- made from unpeated Scottish barley, which is malted and fermented using a pri- pri- proprietary strain of yeast. Once the barley has been fermented, the wash is distilled twice. First through Aaron's copper pot wash still, and then again through Aaron's copper pot's spirit still. Stills were custom designed, shaped to allow the light vapors to come through the stills. This 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 bounces a, a, around a lot of flavors, real rapidly to me. It's you, almost like you get orange and citrus, and then. Some other something else sweet, and then it gets to that spicy notes a little bit at the back end, and I really like this one. Had some dark fruits, some cherries. Um, Seventy percent is matured in American oak casks that were previously used to mature bourbon, while the remainder thirty percent is matured in Spanish oak casks that were previously used to mature sherry. And dare I say, could it be PX? Say it. Say it. Bourbon cask contribute notes of spicy cinnamon, oak, and honey to the whiskey, which is complemented by the notes of dark fruits and lush citrus added by the sherry casks. Well, it doesn't say which which casks. So I don't know. I, I always think Oloroso when you get that real, the real berry 
fruitiness. I get the, like, after it's set in my mouth for a while, I get cherry. It's the first time you've said that. Oh, <laughs> it is. Probably the last, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> just on it today, huh? N44. Yep, so it says right here. N44. It, it smells of honey and ginger. <laughs> for a few more yes. days. Chris says right here, it smells of honey and ginger and has a smooth taste with waves of sweetness and spice. Yeah, see? It's so like perfect. you've done this before. I know, I'm brilliant. I agree with you on that ginger spice, by the way. That was very, I think that's kind of what makes it spicy a little bit on the tongue. Can I like this uh, one. I still like the, um, the scop a little bit better, but this has got a lot of complexity to it. I think this is head and shoulders better than Scapa. Just there's more to it. There's more to enjoy. I think I really like this one too, but I don't know if I like it that much better than the Scapa. So I would give it the same 4.50. Really, really good. All right, Chris. Yeah, 4.25. Four. Tucker, Tucker, Holly. I'm gonna do a 4.25. Uh, I'll go 4.25 as well. So is the average. Pe- oh, look at that. Average for the Aryan. 16 year is 4.25. Say that again. Aaron? Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Thank you. 16, 16 year <laughs> is 4.25. Did you say Aryan? Yeah. <laughs> what the oh. fuck? <laughs> bald guys. Bald dude <laughs> just spouting hate. Canceled. <laughs> Good day. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We got canceled for our ads. right on schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do our ad ah, break and oops, see if they still want to Yeah, and uh, when, when we come back, the I next three are probably going to be Little quite pee. a bit different. Yep. Because uh, we're going to introduce some Pete this time. So, not Pete Henry, Pete. Fuck. <laughs> right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Chelsis with Brews, Booze, and Reviews. And if you like drinking like I do, then shop where I do, and that's Bridgeview Liquors in Moorhead. They're one of our sponsors, and if you mention that you listen to us, you save 10% off of all purchases. Not only do they have the most knowledgeable staff, maybe minus us, but they also have one of the best assortments of craft beers, They have a great assortment of new and exclusive whiskeys and other spirits, wines, and they have classes every Saturday, which are absolutely phenomenal. So again, go to Facebook, check out Bridgeview Liquors, and drink like me. Not possible. True story. Today's food for the podcast is brought to you by Deeks Pizza. Deeks, great pizza that won't empty your pockets. Open from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. in Grand Forks, Fargo, and West Fargo, Deeks Pizza serves customers with dough made fresh daily, quality ingredients, and 100% real Wisconsin cheese. Available for pickup or delivery, Deeks Pizza has you covered when that craving hits. For your next pizza fix, you can either go online to deekspizza.com, that's D-E-E-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. You can download the Deeks Pizza app, or you can call 701-772-3335 in Grand Forks, or 701-235-0708 in Fargo or West Fargo. We here at Brews, Booze, and Reviews want to thank our sponsors at FargoUnderground.com. Check them out if you want to know what's going on in Fargo-Moorhead and West Fargo. One of the coolest features that I love is the events tab under Nightlife. You can find what's going on with live music, comedy, croaky, open mics, trivia. Bingo! Oh. You said 061, right? Hold your cards. We got a possible bingo in the corner. Yeah, yeah, and bingo. So anyway, for more information on what's going on in Fargo-Moorhead, check out FargoUnderground.com. Anyways, oh, welcome that back. was nice. Welcome back from our ad break, guys. So, Tucker, your mother has a birthday coming up. You got anything planned for her? Uh, we're going somewhere. My wife knows where we're going. <laughs> okay. That's the Perfect. plan. 
I was just no, going to say, do is put the microphone in front of your face so I oh, can actually. There you yeah, go. I remembered what we're doing. We're going to we're some kind scotch. of a. We're, yeah, we're doing that <laughs> first, but then many days later, I'm going to go to uh, go to some kind of a play. Couldn't tell you what it is. Oh. <laughs> I'm a, terrible. Wow. Okay. So well, informative. Yeah, I was just going to say a, it's not a 15 second waste yeah. of my time. I should work for CNN. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going right. to say it wouldn't matter because, uh, you know, my sister's getting so old. She won't remember what she did anyway. So you could just tell her she had a great time. <laughs> she's much older than me. We already I, went. Yeah, yeah. Well, We're back. You don't remember? Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Getting back into the topic of scotch, I just wanted to give you guys a brief, uh, uh, let you guys know what our scotch episodes were in the past. Our first one was episode 21, and that was Kujak, the grizzled Scottish cop. I, th- I thought the first one was episode 21 in 2019. Yeah, that's what it is, right there. Oh, yeah. Kujak, the, the grizzled Scottish cop. Yeah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in our next episode, I believe was episode 83... Scotches on Father's Day Part 2, followed almost directly by episode 87, was the last call. It was just a wee bit heavy. And then from that episode, we went to um, episode 131, Game of Throats. What the, what the fuck? We did a lot of stuff. Yep. Episode Game of, Th- uh, Game of Throats Part 2, where we had four scotches fr- from the uh, Game of Throats series. That was a good episode. I really like that one. And then we had episode 135, Isla Scotch Whiskey. That was our second themed uh, episode. 195, 176 was Space Sides. 177 was Space Sides Part 2. 187 was Cameltown and Lowlands. 195 was a Johnny Walker collection. That one doesn't count. Yeah, don't listen to it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still good. Nobody did anyways. And, um, ooh, last call, Isis Food. We did the Glenlivet Founders Reserve Single Malt Scotch. First time we had scotch on an episode. There we go. Our complete history of scotches on our podcast. Riveting stuff. Check them out if you want to. Getting back into it, this third scotch is Jura or Hura or Yura. I don't know. Jura? I'm going to go with Jura. And, um... This is the Isle of Jura, and it's basically right next to the Isla. Yeah, right in between Campbelltown and Isla. Yep. So crazy. Because Isla's got the Coal Isla, Bunabin, Kilkman. I feel like right there, they could just throw each other bottles from across the little Lefroig. straight right there. Yeah, the bottom part, Ardbeg, Lagavulin, and Lafroy, those are the big money makers over there in the Isla of Scotch. Varieties, in my opinion, are very good. Hmm, smells nice. Yeah, I get a little, little more earth, uh, but also some of that sweetness. So the Jura ten-year-old is a smooth all-rounder for the modern drinker. Gentle spice and sherry sweetness, a whiskey only Jura could make. Born of our island and still produced today in a bottle, originally shaped to withstand the roughest of journeys from our home. Crafted in exceptionally tall stills and matured for 10 years in American white oak ex-bourbon barrels. The finishing touch is a finish in the finest aged Oloroso sherry casks from Jerez, Spain. A sweet smoothie whiskey with flavors of rich dark chocolate and vanilla cream throughout. Ooh. So Jura is a few miles off the west coast of Scotland. Uh, Isolated, sometimes wild, yet always beautiful. Home to 200 islanders, one road, one pub, and one distillery. Since 1810, this unique island malt has been our greatest endeavor and our greatest reward. Its creation is the heart of the unbreakable bond between our island, our people, and our whiskey. Wow. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. Small place, small town, island. I do get a little bit of that peat smokiness in there, but it's not like overpowering. It's just kind of like a subtle... Yeah, it's it's just it just works together. It taps you well. on the shoulder and says, "Hey, yeah. I'm here." Yep. Yeah, it says a touch of peat brings a rich and rounded balance of subtle smoky notes with a sweet sherry cast finish. It's warm in color with aromas of fruit, cracked pepper. Yeah, we already talked about that. Bra-da-da. Gurney over there just touched you very. I nicely. was wondering what was going on, well, man. <laughs> touch. I know my name's not Pete, but you got a touch of gurney on you. <laughs> 
all I've ever wanted. Get the black light out. Yeah, there's there's not a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of smoke or peat. So it's, taste should be nectarines, ginger, coffee, it's and light. toasted almonds. Oh mm. wow, that it's is light and nice. Way different, but I definitely get vanilla and orange on the nose. Mm-hmm. I get I that get some ur- chocolate. Well, that's that's pretty nice. It's got a nice oily mouthfeel to it. I get the toasted almonds. It's nice. Yeah, and then some sweetness, a little bit of burn, and then at the end, I get that earthy peatness at at the very end. Whoa, leaves a the aftertaste. Might have to have some more of this uh, stones throw. Goes well with it. Yeah, interesting. Vastly different than the other two. Yeah, I think. Uh, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. Yeah, I get some almonds. I thought I thought we'd pick up more fruit notes, mm-hmm. being Oloroso cask. Yeah, it's oily. I was expecting some dark fruits in there, but surprisingly, no. Pretty, I think maybe, pretty maybe that ginger and that in that uh, coffee notes maybe come from. I don't get much coffee. I don't either. I do get a little ginger. Mm-hmm. A little Marianne. <laughs> A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> oh, that was Donya Marie. Very first concert I ever attended in my life. True story. Donnie and Marie. Oh, Donnie and Marie. True story. Oh, California. Wow. Yep. I was 12. Hmm. <laughs> Any other notes about this one? Uh, I'm still kind of trying to dissect it. I'm, it says nectarines on there, and that's I, pissing me off because I don't get nectarines. Yeah, because you said you nectarines. were expecting more fruit. Yeah, right, Chris. Yeah, I'm not really getting a whole lot of this. Comes off as a, at all like a darker, a mysterious whiskey. When I thought it would be a little lighter, fruitier. Hmm. Fuck the Ravens. I'll give this or one at up. least have more like more smoke, more yeah. peat, something, more maritime things. You know, like sea. You know, more closely related to Isla, where you get like limestone and sea salt and all that shit. But this is. It's just really light on everything. Yeah. I guess one with 3.5. I was expecting more from this region, especially. How about you, Big Ernie? Tucker or Holly, have anything else to say about this? I hope Oh, not. I was just going in order like normal. Yep. Yep. I was, no, as far as before There's we score. order? I, it is light. It is very light. Kind of disappointing. I, I expected more too, like on the fruits. Okay. Tucker, did you? Say your piece already. I wasn't paying. Um, I I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. As somebody that's kind of likes Lafroig, I guess uh, in terms of peat or like an Arbeg or something like that, uh, I'm really not too blown away either. Uh, it is a little fruitier. Like if you wanted kind of an intro to peat, I feel like this might be what you would reach right. for. Right. It's kind of. It's almost like it doesn't know what it wants to be. Right. Right. Do I want to be an Isla? Do I want to be a Highland? Mm-hmm. And it's stuck right fucking smack dab in the middle, just like its fucking location, right? And I think you get a little bit of everything, but not great anything. I mean, the Log 16 is still one of my favorite scotches of all times that we've had in the episode for sure. Okay. Well, I was, I am going to score it a 3.5 as well. Chris. Sounds pretty appropriate. I'm going to go lower. I'll go a three. All right, Holly. 3.25. All right. So the average for the Jura, Jure, Jure, 10 year is 3.35. So terrible. You're worse than me in pronunciations, and I'm absolutely horrendous. Yeah, but he does it on purpose. So there's yeah, we a never, difference. We never did figure out what this one actually was. We thought it was Jura. But, anyways, yeah. 3.35. Still above average. Next. Ooh, this next one. The the nose, guys. So this next one is... Hold uh, on, hold on. Jura. 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 It's like a Jura. Any hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. This next one is from Highland Park. Can I get a glass, please? Oh, Actually, Biskies. To... You were supposed to rinse two yeah. of your other ones out. I didn't. Okay. Silly bastard. So anyway, uh, yeah, Highland Park. Highland Park, 12 year, 
Oops. Oops. <laughs> God, I wish these had springs on them. With the acoustics in here, it would sound lovely. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of money in these acoustics, by the way. Viking Honor. That's what this is called. 12 year Highland Park. Viking Honor is the heart and soul of Highland Park. It reflects the unique culture of our remote island, home of Orkney. Part of Scotland, yes, but originally belonging to a vast Viking kingdom. We'd like to share our story with you. I thought that's where Mork and Mindy was from. Mork was from Orkney. Mork from Orkney? Yeah. Then wouldn't his name be Morkney? Yeah. Oh, now he's got the sounders ready. Clean it up, fucker. <laughs> so, here at Island Park, we honor the spirit of our Viking ancestors. We share their pride, integrity, and fierce independence, and that's why we continue to distill our award-winning whiskey to the same exacting standards introduced in 1798 by our founder, Magnus Jonsson, a direct descendant of those early Viking settlers. The result is an intensely balanced single malt scotch whiskey, a perfect harmony of aromatic smoky peat, and the flavors of sweet heather honey and rich fruitcake. Smooth, full bu- full and rounded, it's a whiskey that truly stands apart. I'm full and rounded. Yes, you're fucking absolutely. I agree. You got something right today. Get a lot of fruit on the nose. Give you a little touch here. Oh, thank Ooh. you. What's going on? Uh, yeah, there? I don't get as much peat on this as I do fruit. Oh, I it's get very oily on the glass, though. I get some smoke on in this one. You know why this is going to be good? <laughs> really digging for that one. <laughs> Had to go in the, in the, in the, Take it to the, the archives. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm so searching for it, but I really don't get a whole lot, Chris. So where, where are you getting that at? I don't get nothing. It's immediate. So the Orkney Islands are the are the northernmost uh, parts of the islands, Scotch, and Highland Park is probably the most northern distillery of Scotch whiskey. True story. Yeah. So mature yeah, pro- maybe right away. So I think, and again, it's not in. We're not looking for a whole bunch of it. It doesn't say that it's you know how many parts per million of peat this is. But, I mean, it's right away. I mean, it's the first thing I smell is a little bit of that smoke. But then, Whoa. yes, it, it goes right away into other stuff. So mature but predominantly in European-American sherry-seasoned oak casks, our iconic 12-year-old single malt whiskey is spicy and well-rounded, packed with flavors of sun-kissed Seville oranges and rich fruitcake spiced with cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves. You'll find molten heather honey in this whiskey's waves of heathery peat smoke. Why not try it with a handful of wasabi peas on the side or alongside a sizzling pan-fried ribeye steak? Fuck you, Highland Park. Don't tell me to eat wasabi peas. Fucking Why yuck. not? Oh, gross. Freaking wasabi's the bomb. So rich fruitcake, winter spices, Seville oranges, and aromatic smoky peat. Heather honey. I definitely get that peat on the taste more than I do the aroma. Um, and then it goes into yeah. that kind of vanilla sweetness. For me, I get like a lot of honey. Mm-hmm. On the nose. And it's followed by with a faint hint of smokiness. I get. I agree. And it burns, yeah. Fruit. And then, so it's a little smoky and a little sweet. And then I get like fruit, probably them oranges. And then it goes into those winter spices, Mm -hmm. right? That fruitcake spice shit, cinnamon, makes it Mm. tingle a little bit, right? Dries you out a bit. This is really nice on the tongue. Nice and oily and smooth. Yeah, Ernie, you are too. Mm. I am. Oily and smooth. And easy on the tongue. <laughs> easy on the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I get a little, uh, I get hit initially with a with slight bit of that peaty smokiness, but right away that like honey flavor just kind of envelops it into that, that, that heather honey flavor. Uh, and then it kind of finishes in that winter spices, but it's, it's got a little slight bit of hit of that orange throughout, but I don't, I don't understand. I don't, the peat, fruit cake though. I don't, the peat stays the in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the fruit cake are, I don't know, the cakey sweetness. I don't think I've had too much fruit cake in my life. I never have either. Oh God, no. Mm-mm. 
I've always kind of refused to eat fruitcake. It looks terrible. Yeah. And I don't eat things that look terrible. That's like eating the Jello with the fruit cocktail in it and stuff. Well, I mean, I eat, I eat pussy. That looks terrible. What? Huh? I bet it tastes better than that. <laughs> <laughs> looks great. Smells like tuna. Tastes like chicken. Plug That's your nose enough. and keep, keep on, on licking. licking. Get out. <laughs> Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Everything's wrong. How about the scotch, though? A uh, couple drops of water, the peat really comes out. Yeah? Yes. You think so? Oh, did you bring your... Oh, you got some water. I flicked it right off my finger into the glass, but it... it oh, my God, that's where they are. We have droppers. You saw it. Oh, okay, yeah, get in there. Put, like, three drops in there. The peat <laughs> came out. I don't want any. It's pretty good without. Oh, look at me. Becoming a man, Chris. I don't need no water in my fucking scotch. Fucking right, you don't. It's a little hot at the end, though. Yeah. Right in the esophagus. Add water, more peat. Yeah, the, the peat comes up more in the nose when you add water to it. A little bit more in the flavor too. The the peat goes from being like a subtle hint at the beginning to kind of dragging it out throughout the whole flavor. But I still get a lot of that honey. Yeah, here we go. Now I kind of yeah. check it out. It is all the way up to 43% alcohol, you Ooh. goddamn bitches. <laughs> it's such a killer. That's a goddamn. That was two drops. <laughs> Fuck, bro. It's good. Hater. Tater hater? I'm not a hater. I just drink. That's why you're a winner. Not a quitter. Maybe. Also, yeah. so it seems to bring out more sweetness, too, in the middle. Less uh, burn in the esophagus at the end. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the water, but. All right, so who wants to start the one out with the ratings? Four. Four or five. Four, two, five. Four. Four sounds right. This was my favorite one. Real close to the Aaron, though. So the average for the Highland Park 12-year is 4.15. That's good enough for its place. I, right. I bet it will be. Watch how this shakes out. All right. So Shake it. next we go to the Isle of Skye, where Talisker is. And we are trying today the Talisker 10-year-old single malt. Exclusive Talisker, Talisker's 10 bottle. Oh. liquor. Ah, to liquor or not to liquor? Produced (laughs) produced at the oldest distillery on the Isle of Skye, Talisker single malt (laughs) malt scotch whiskey has been made by the sea since 1830, with its smell and taste instantly connecting you to its rugged maritime home. Wait, 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 wait. It's called Skye, but it's made by the sea. Make up your fucking mind. Right? Jesus, pick one. Every sip is a taste of the Isle of Skye itself. One of the most remote, windswept, yet beautiful landscapes in Scotland. Talisker 10-year-old, the stalwart of the Talisker family, is a powerful single malt whiskey with a salty, sea salty nose, spicy complexity, smoky sweet character, and signature peppery finish. Like a warm welcome from a mild sea, or from a wild sea. Same thing, but not. This single malt has a famously rich and powerful peat smoke flavor, while the finish leaves you with a warm, peppery taste at the back of the mouth. It is double distilled to create a rich, deep character, embodying the maritime characteristics of a coastal whiskey, and then aged for a minimum of 10 years in American oak casks. It is one of the most awarded single malt scotch whiskeys in the world, including double gold medal winner of the San Francisco World Spirits Competition for four years in a row, including 2020. Talisker 10-year-old makes a perfect present for adventurers who share the wild spirit of our founders who rode to the Isle of Skye in 1830 where Talisker has been distilled ever since. And this is also 45.8%. Highest one of the day. No. Incorrect. Aaron's 46. Correct. So it's got good legs. It looks oily. Smells really peaty. Yes, I agree. Uh, There's, it's peat forward and then... I wrote down like a uh, light pine Christmas tree or something, something, wo- something woody kind of like that in there. I get a little bit of that. I, I also get some sea salt in there as well. Oh yeah. Okay. I smell the ocean. I wonder <laughs> if I put my ear up to it, if I could hear it. 
To the ocean? Yeah. You can put your ear up to the ocean and see if you can hear hear us drinking scotch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that sounds stupid. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a waste so, of time. Tucker, you've been to Scotland, right? Uh, I've been to Northern Ireland, which is close, I guess. Okay, then anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, don't man. ask me nothing. <laughs> hmm. I like that briny smell. It's briny, a little juniper-y, but I think it's mostly the sea salt brine. Yeah, I, I agree get, with I the get, sea salt part. I get smoke and... Salty and, smoke. And fucking, yeah, I like how they say oysters, because that's, you know, you get that salt when you eat oysters. Yep. Salt water. And that's, wow. what, I, that's what I get, and I fucking love it. I've never been in the ocean, but I, I, I would... Think that, but it I would, once it would taste like this. <laughs> yes. I spilled salt in my tub once. <laughs> sea salt. I soaked my feet in Epsom salt back in the day. When <laughs> I've I had, had salt water in the toenail in my mouth. Have you? Yep. Okay. Yeah. It is actually really salty. Very. So when you see all these people like Ooh. swimming in the ocean in the movies and their mouth is full and it's, it's, it's like nope, it is really uncomfortably salty <laughs> on your eyes and your mouth. But I love it. Uh, speaking too. of loving it, uh, did you guys taste this? Yeah, I it's did. really it's good. Yep. fucking amazing. I get smoke, salt, oil. I don't get uh, 45.8% burn, though. It is smoke-alicious. I get like a baked... It is good. I get some baked pear in there. Really good grainy flavor. The finish is nice, light smoke, Pete. Mm. But it's pleasant. It's not like right. overly peaty. And I love the pepperiness, mm-hmm. the the tingle on the tongue. Always love that. So to me, when as a novice at one point in my life, um, when someone says scotch, I I automatically think of that earthy peatness, which is obviously is only one area. Well, but couple. to me, if you gave someone who's really only had maybe a couple shitty scotches and say, okay, we'll try this. This is. It's got that smoke and peat in there, but it's got some, and the saltiness, well, you know, ocean water and a little bit of, little bit of sweetness, some sort of fruit f- sweetness in there either, but it's not like, it's so well blended together and no one of those things is like smack me in the face. Like, oh, I'm so salt. Oh, I'm all smoke and peat and. Well, one, th- one thing I will say, this is definitely not a novice scotch. I would. I wouldn't think some people uh, gravitate towards it immediately. So, <clears throat> I had uh, a friend over, and we were tasting some whiskeys, and she's not a big whiskey drinker. And uh, just for fun, I grabbed uh, Pete. What the fuck is it? Pete Monster, I think. Yeah. At the West Cork. No, no, no. The Octomore. No, no, no. It's called Pete Monster. Uh, Compass Box. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so very peaty, very much similar to this. And uh, when she smelled it, she goes, oh, my God. She says, I don't know if I want to drink it, but I'll, I'm going to carry this glass around and smell it for a while. And nice. uh, didn't like the other whiskeys as much, but really, which was weird to me, right? Because thinking like you do right away, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying, I don't think this is something that somebody new to scotch would like. Some people do though right away. Hmm. Me, I didn't like peat and smoke right away. It took me a while. Yeah. I drank almost an entire bottle of Laphroaig 10 over the period of like 10 months. And it was like the last pour and a half. I was like, fuck, I need another bottle of this. Yeah, it, it took, took that me long. almost that fucking, like that long to realize that I do like these ones. I trained myself to like it maybe, <laughs> you know? Um. So yeah, I didn't like it right away, but... Yeah, Maddie was like in that in that glass smelling it for a, a long time. She carried it around. Well, good for her. That's awesome. So it might be something perfect for somebody to start with. Did she actually ever try drinking it then? I don't remember. Okay. I was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth still has the peatness, the peaty, peaty. Hmm. Very tasty. I enjoyed. I do yeah, it want- is because I typically do not like the over-peated ones like Chris does now. Yeah. But this just has the right amount to me. That's why I can tell it's a scotch. It's got that peatiness, but it's not like slapping me in the face and kicking me in the nuts. 
It's like it's no, there, but here's got some, here's got some other things, some salt and oil and some. I still get a little bit of sweetness in there some somewhere. Complexity. That's I think what's calming everything else down a little bit. And I don't taste the forty five point eight percent. I it no. has very little burn to me. Yeah, this is pretty damn tasty. This is my favorite. Yeah, I'm just not sure if it's uh. Yeah. I don't know. What, it, it's tough. What? Like, uh, Gurney, what were like my scores? Like pantyhose? Right. Uh, four and a quarter, four and a quarter, three and a half, four. I think I like this one a little bit more than the, than the, uh, Highland Park. Highland Park. But I'm going to keep it at 4.5. Good scotch. Tucker. I'll give it uh, a four or five. Four or five. Four. You a, like this one then? Four even? Yes, sir. Tucker? Yes, sir. Big fan? Yeah. I it's like more that. like those Islas. Yeah. Yeah, that's... A... Which is strange, right? When Jura is the closest fucking thing to Isla, and then Talisker is far fucking away from it as possible. Or no. No, wait. Where's this one located again? We need the map. Talisker is the Isle top. of Skye. So it's a little bit north of the Isle of Mole. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jura. Okay. Yeah, you think this one would be less peaty because it's directly across from like the Speyside region and Highlands, you know? Cray cray. That's cray cray, boo boo. Yes. So <laughs> I'm giving it a 4.5 as well. So the average for the Talisker tenure is 4.40, which is good enough for first place for the day. This one is? Very nice. Yeah. We hey, have the, a winner. The Talisker 10-year was $60. Oh, that's not bad. What not was number all. two? Well, there's a tie. The first two. The Scapa. Aaron, Aaron and this The Scapa, Scapa was $95. That's not so bad either. And the Aaron was 115 Okay. Highland Park was 60 bucks. That's and not bad. And the Juran... Was forty nine, fifty bucks. I would buy all of these at those prices. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. fucking worry about it. Except I might never ever buy a Jura again. There's so many other things out there. Yeah, for a little bit more. This bottle. Well, I was like, this bottle's gonna last a while at my house, but it might be the thing that I just I need. I need space for a better bottle, so I might drink that all tonight. Just slam it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I lost the cork, so I have to finish it. <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsie daisies. All right. All any, the, any other final notes on scotches? Uh, if I was to like sum up all the scotches, I think Highlands and Speysides are probably my top. I would say Highland over Speyside, but there is a couple Speysides I would take and drink over some Highlands for sure. But I like those really sweet, non-peaty varieties of scotches. I agree. I disagree. Ooh. Uh, your your favorites have been... I, I love Isla's. I love... The Octomore, you really like that one? Well, that was good, but give me Lagavulin, Ardbeg, Brooklodic. I'll chime in as a fellow Isla man. Um, I tend to fuck things up. Like when... Uh, that when sounds I, about right. Yeah, so when I, when I go to a party, like I always bring some like... <laughs> obscure thing that I absolutely love and I always fuck it up because everyone's like that's the most terrible thing in the world thank you for bringing it but it if I had to go pick out a bottle right now to just impress everybody and like scapa like I that's I think that's just a well-rounded spirit that uh is probably going to be on my shelf here at some point yeah I mean I don't shy away from any whiskey really but my yeah. favorite my favorite go-tos are Typically going to be Isla's. Ardbeg Ugadol, for fuck's sake, is incredible. These are the ones we had on our Isla. We had Lafroig 10, Laga 16, Buna Bane 12, and the Ardbeg Weed Beastie. You made all those names up. Ardbeg Ugadol is, my, I think, my favorite from Ardbeg. I don't know if you've tried many of them. Only the Lefroigs. I haven't ventured into Ardbeg too much. I've tried the 10-year, and I think the, the Dark Cove are the two that I've tried. Yeah. But, uh, pretty good. 
The Space Sides episode was a really good episode. The pair of episodes, though. We had some good stuff. We even had the Kirkland 23 on that episode. Yeah. Well worth, a, well worth a fucking hundred dollars. Jesus. Well, here's my <laughs> oh, here's so my good. two cents. Okay. I like I like the talisker on the aisle side. Isla and the Scapa. Those two were my favorite of the day. And okay. vastly different. Yeah. So such a I mean, that's the this went in the order I assumed like we we got it right. We so started on both with like sides sweet. Of the spectrum. We got real sweet, then sweet with a little bit of spice in the air, and then we had that introduction to smoke, and then a little more smoke, and then completely fucking yeah. We did this in the correct order. I'm glad we picked it that way. Hey, good job, Chris. Hey, look at that. You're doing us. a good job. We're smarty pants. You did something right. Almost. Look at that picture. And what the fuck? What that's when we did uh that's when we did space sites. Look at that mustache. Look at that hair. Going. Is that what the fuck is that? Yeah, I look good as fuck. It was episode 83. I wanted to look like I, I could beat somebody up. So I roll out <laughs> on a Harley? So, yeah, right? Don't I look like I should be in a biker bar? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Which is think. completely opposite of me. <laughs> wow, that was actually back in the dungeon days. Yep. Before we, uh, before I spent 40 grand on redoing the basement. <laughs> oh, now it's up to 40. Well, yeah, it's 38. It, it used to be like 38. Four grand. 38. Yeah. So we had... A Game of Thrones, we had, what was it? Uh, Royal Lachnagar. Yeah. Then we had the Glenmorin G. Alto. That was actually really good. The Oban 14, the Tomatin 15, and the Deanston 12 on that episode. Good episode. The Deanston 12 is the reiteration of uh, Dirty Dozen. I was going to say, it's is that the up. name of your band? It's the Scottish version of the Dirty Dozen. Can't wait. Nice. Well, we got two episodes coming out. Uh, left for sure. We have next week will be our fucked up episode we did with Marcus Kruger that I fucked up. I deleted the first half hour somehow in the recording process. And that's when I was the funniest. Probably. But I will. Oh, like you have a real high bar there, buddy. <laughs> but the Marcus Kruger episode, you know, he's from the, you know, Cass County Historical Society, and I think it's really, it would be really good, even with the first half hour deleted out on, on it, uh, for our audience to listen to it, because it's a really good episode. So stay, stay tuned for that for next week. And then January 12, 11th. Oh, I thought January you were 11th. A stroke or something. No, no, there. I was like, just thinking your of the eyes dates. went up to the corner. January 11th will be our last episode. Unless we decide to come in and, and do some stuff randomly here and there, but we are no longer on schedule. Like so, we ever were. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to add episode timings every Tuesday. So uh, January 11th will be our last scheduled release episode from there on out. If we release anything, it will be whenever the fuck we feel like it. Word. Yeah. And uh, that's, that what, that's what you get for not sending me money, bitches. Yeah. yeah, all of you should have uh, joined word. our Patreon. <laughs> but guess what? Until the end of December, if you join Patreon for just one month for three dollars, you can get all of our Patreon episodes, all of our last calls. We'll be done. And that's pretty cheap. It's, it's pretty. That might be worth it. You can listen to them all in that. one in one big fail swoop. Twenty five, twenty six, twenty. All you have to say is, "Holy 30, shit!" 30. That's a lot of content. And it's well worth three fucking dollars. There's over 30 fucking episodes out there. I mean, so enjoy. Yeah. So we have over almost 40 episodes up there. Uh, not only that, but that's uh, less we than, have one video episode up. That's less than 12 up. cups of coffees a month. We have one video episode up there. The only time we ever video recorded ourselves. It's up there. Is it? Yep. I need to watch that. Three Canadian pesos. Last call, March 14th, 2021. Well, we recorded ourselves, uh, well, Zoom. Yeah, I remember Jesus, this. Ernie, can you see? <laughs> yeah, it's right there. We're coming. There it is. There's our video episode. So check I, it out. Wow, look at how full that shelf was. I ran the camera. I know. It's looking a lot less now. Quite a bit thinner, yes. Yeah, I see the... Quite a bit Buffalo thinner. Trace. Like my hair. Very lovely collection, though. <laughs> and the fridge is a badass. Bit. So, uh, you know, on our last episode, we'll have more shit to say for sure, but, um, ah, I'm going to be waiting for today. Drunk. I just want to say that I, I want to thank our sponsors supporting our show. I want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast would not have happened all this time. 
And to you I say, may, may your, your glasses, glasses be full and your spirits high. Cheers! You fucking... Ooh, damn, that was good. Where's that was, your... that, was that a good one? I got something. Hey, hey, you got to hold it from the bottom. Yeah, just like that, Holly. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You too can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our Shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash brewsboozeandreviews.